All right, bradcooney.com. I'd like to welcome to the show producer, engineer, recording artist, A Day. What is up? What's up? What's up? Man, you tell me, man, you got a lot of cool stuff popping in your life. Um, I did a little reading, a little research. So before we get into like nuts and bolts of what you got going on, tell my listeners a little bit about you, how it was um, like that you first got into music, and how long ago was it? Um, I am born and raised in Detroit. I've uh, been out here my whole life for the most part. I um, I actually started rapping when I was very little. I was seven. I actually got it from my mom. She used to mm. rap even when she was pregnant with me. Mm. And she's a huge music person. Like, she can sing, you know, nice. all that good stuff. Yeah, so I definitely took that gene from her. And yeah, I have been performing all around Detroit for a very long time. I um I actually went to school out in Ann Arbor where I kind of put my foot in the water, tested the water or whatever. I mm. performed a lot at, you know, like my high school, mm. places like the Blind Pig, stuff like that. And uh, I came back out to Detroit after I graduated, and I definitely touched the scene out here, which was definitely a great experience. So when did that transition from... Playing the Detroit, you know, the, the area around there to um, actually cutting records and recording studio, like looking to further your career to, to the next level. It was actually uh, when I went to college. I think that mm. I actually uh, I studied under um, an assembled sounds engineer and I realized how serious it was and how serious it could be you know even just to own your own studio or to record yourself professionally because like I used to have you know a USB mic yeah. <laughs> up into like a, a desktop HP like you know get my songs off that way and after I seen that there was such a professionalism to it it was like oh I really gotta see what's going on like mm -hmm. I gotta uh, polish myself and I think once I came out to Detroit, I actually did a show for uh, Sheepy McFly. I did the air up there. Nice. And I just saw how many artists were really taking it serious and how, yeah, you can love to make music, but what about making it a career? Like, what about actually making money from your passion? Like, that's what we all want to do. You yeah, know? for sure. Like, that's the, the goal. Yeah, so, 100%. Yeah, once I came over here to Detroit, I saw the... The weight that being a professional, polished artist holds, I was like, oh yeah, I gotta get my my life together. Mm -hmm. And you hit, you um you hit your lane early in life. A lot of people don't know what the hell they want to do until they're in their thirties. Um, oh, yeah. You you got to jump on it, man. So that's a good deal, man, right there. Oh yeah, I've always loved music. It was never really a do it for other people it was do it for me because this is what i love <clears throat> to do yep so that's what's up all right so you have this record out called voice memos and we'll talk about the single that i listened to also um but voice memos i read a little bit about it so i know why you called it voice memos but i think it's an interesting story so tell my listeners what the title's about voice memos so um I travel a lot like uh, recently I've been back and forth from like Detroit to Chicago or I'll go out to California you know with my best friend and mm -hmm. I 
was not able to get into a studio or get into my own studio to sit down and record myself like at all and so i would just record it on my phone like i always have beats and leads and you know verses and lyrics i always have that in my head so just having the you know the access to just record it on my phone really quick that was just that made voice memos that made the album i went through my voice memos in my phone and <laughs> all of the tracks that are recorded you know wherever you are whatever your location is the streets you're on freeway whatever etc that's what it says the song title as mm. so every song on the album is from on the ep sorry every track that's listed is from a literal place of where i was recording a voice message i like that idea it's almost like a diary you know you're writing a diary and then you just resort to that diary um it's like snapshots are you taking like snapshots in your brain like you're like you you know what i'm saying like your, your day's proceeding you're going through life and there's little moments that you come across you take a picture of it with your brain and you then you record it on your voice memo and is that, is that how you write is that is that how you create I am a little all over the place as far as creating because <laughs> like sometimes I don't write stuff, sometimes I do. Sometimes I'll write something and then I'll freestyle it or I'll add on some written lyrics, mm -hmm. bars here and there. I don't really have a structure to the way that I create. Like I don't sit down and I write out 16 bars in that way. I just kind of create it when it comes to me. So yeah, I have stuff in notes. I have stuff that I just freestyle and I have stuff that I they randomly record on my phone. You know, most of the artists that I talk to in the hip-hop genre, they hear a beat first. They'll hear a beat that really just grabs them, you know what I mean? And then they put words to it or freestyle to it. Is there ever a time where you actually have, like, a melody in your head and lyrics in your head already before, the, before you hear the beat? Does that, does, that, does that happen at all? Absolutely. It happens a lot. On my uh, previous album... And even the album before that, there's a lot of songs that I produced that that's literally where the beat came from. Sometimes I'll just be beating on something or I'll be humming and it'll stick to me and I'll hum it all day. Hmm. Or I'll be doing the beat all day and then I'll finally be able to get to recording it and I'll lay it down. Definitely. Yeah, I like that. Now, what about um, the mood you're in? Like, like if you're going through like a little bit of a rough patch like we all do at, like, at times... Do you find that you're, you're, you're writing music that's kind of a little darker maybe? Um, and then when you're going through good times and having a nice, nice little smooth, you know, little t time of life, do you find yourself writing more uplifting type stuff or, or are you just all over the map on that also? Um, I, I agree with that. I think that uh, people don't understand how the artist is actually like tortured. Like we go through many emotions just like your average person mm -hmm. and it can be influencing the song that you're creating in that time i don't like to force any type of like song i don't want to you know hear it be and feel like i'm forced to write to it like i want to feel it and actually give it my energy so if i'm feeling sad nine times out of ten i'm gonna make a sad song mm -hmm. you know if you try to play a hype beat if it doesn't catch me in the way that it to like make me hype to want to write to it i'm not gonna force myself to do it and then give you like this forced track and i feel like you can always tell when a track is forced yeah you're right because it, 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 it takes away the authenticity i think 
I like raw emotion. I, I like when you know it's an authentic, you know what I'm saying? The person's being really authentic about the song and the message. Um, so let me ask you this. If you had a choice and you can only pick one, you have to pick one. You can't, you can't, you can't spin out of this. You have to pick one of these two options. Would you prefer to create a song or would you more so prefer to perform the song after you've created it? Mm, that is tough. That is a, I don't even know how to pick. And I already uh, set the rules, Missy, so you can't. You got, you got to say one of the, you got to pick one of the two. <laughs> I think, uh, they, they kind of feel the same, but creating the song, I think, holds a little more weight. I think that I would rather create the song. Then nice. perform, even though I love performing, but yeah. creating the song is just something about it. You know, I got to be transparent with you. That's not my original question. I stole that question. Uh, oh. Well, I didn't really steal it. I didn't really steal it. What I do is a lot of times when I'm when I'm about to do a podcast with somebody, I'll I'll go on my Facebook and I'll go on my like social media and I'll and I'll tell my followers, hey, I'm inter I'm interviewing this person, I'm interviewing that person. Does anybody have a good question they want to ask them? And some lady, some some girl who I don't know, she just follows me on Facebook. She she threw that question at me, and I was like, "Holy crap, that's a that's a really good question." So I've been using that every so often. Yeah, yeah. So and you you hit. There is no right or wrong answer to that song. I mean, to that question, by the way, it's just how each person feels. Yeah, that's a really good question. I would ask them more. Like, what else you got? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, good. go back to her. Hey, man, you want you want to help me out with some of these podcasts? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, so let's talk about the song that I listen to. It's called Featherstone, and I'm always curious about, like, titles, because I think, actually, titles tell a backstory a lot of times. So I listen to the song, and I don't know if this was done on purpose or if the song's just short. But I got through like half of it and it just stopped. Um, so it, I was just like, I, I, the, the good news is I liked the song so much that I didn't want it to stop. I wanted more, but it stopped. I was like, damn. So tell me what Featherstone's about and what's up with that little abrupt shortage at the end there. Um, Featherstone Road. So um, I think that I, uh, when I first started rapping, I'm a big Wayne fan, so punchlines, punchlines, punchlines. Yeah. So I, um, I started rapping like that, like no hooks, very, uh, Cassidy mm -hmm. battle rap type of, uh, rapper. And, uh, I think that I always go back to my roots at some point and I love to just like turn on a beat and just kind of vibe out to it and I, I that was a beat that I continuously listened to like I was listening to it while I was working out in mm -hmm. the shower driving I was everywhere mm -hmm. listening to that beat and finally I was uh freestyling to it and I'm like yep I'm about to write to this and then I just whatever came to mind I just laid it down that was it and I just kept going until the beat went off basically <laughs> I love it. Then it just stops. I love it. I love it. That's great. And you mentioned Lil Wayne. Uh, I'm a huge Lil Wayne fan, and I'm, I, I live about. I can get to New Orleans from my driveway in about two hours. Um, so it's my. It's one of my favorite cities. I love to go down there. I love the culture. I love the music scene. I ran into Lenny Kravitz down there one day, which is awesome. Nice. Um, 
I just love New Orleans. And Little Wayne, of course, is from New Orleans. And the reason why I'm a big fan of his is is he's he's just one of those artists that separates himself from the like the rest of the pack. And there's not a lot of people that I, I could probably list ten or less that reach that level where they're just you know you got good artists, you got great ones, and you have like elite that get into that special category. I think Little Wayne is there just because he's a visionary. He's not a follower. He's a, he actually sets trends. Um, oh, yeah. He sings and raps. You know what I mean? He's just so talented. He's acting, acting. Um, so anyway, I just I'm, I'm glad you mentioned him because he's he's a he's a somebody who I look up to. Yeah, dude, I'm for real, for real. I to, yeah, that's a great word. I was talking about him. I was my bad. I was uh, no, talking good. about him to someone, and I was saying how um, a lot of artists, no shade to anybody, because you know. I'm not like that, but he started his own sound. He didn't yes. uh, work with the producers that he knew would give him hits. He kind of paved his own entirely separate way. And it's just, it's something that I've always wanted to instill in myself because I don't want to sound like anybody else and I don't want to not be myself. So mm -hmm. there's so many reasons to look up to Wayne as far as rap. Yeah, there, there really is. Um, another person that comes to mind is Tupac. Well, I'm a huge fan of Tupac for, for a lot of the same reasons. Um, he was ahead of his time, way ahead of his time. And um, he crossed over into, into acting. And he wasn't just an actor. He was actually a really good actor. You know what I mean? He was natural. He didn't take a ton of acting lessons that I know of. I, I think he just had a lot of natural talent. I mean, I'm sure he, I'm sure he like learned some certain things from actors and stuff like that. But uh, he's another one that I put on that iconic elite category so oh, yeah. i agree uh, all right so did you is there a video for featherstone yep it's out there um easiest way to get to it is through my instagram page if you search a day hendrix uh, i have a link right there in my bio it takes you to okay. everything that you need to get to and i think it's on the top of the list so. is, is it a lyrical yeah. video or is it actually a video video um so I actually wanted it to be like an experience. I didn't want any words or anything on it. I wanted it to just come in straight to video. I wanted uh, the viewers to feel like they were there. So I didn't want any, I didn't want to put any lyrics. If my name is not even on the video, I more so wanted it to be like a good time when you watch it, you know, so. Mm -hmm. It's just straight video. I like, like there's not even many edits on it at all. Like if you watch it, it's just like you're right there with me, and I I love the video for that. Now, who produced it? Um, her. The Instagram name is Roland Films. Yeah. Which it is uh, tagged on my page. That's good. We'll give her a plug. Um, is it female? You said was it her? Um, it's actually a duo. Uh, oh. There is a guy and a girl. Okay, and if cool. you go to their page, both of their names are listed on it. Okay, cool. All right, so now tell everybody how you got your stage name. So when I was uh, younger, kind of in my old neighborhood, I grew up like Midtown, Detroit, so very close to uh, the blue-out hood of what Detroit used to be, but... My little brother at the time, he could not say my name. My real name is Adrian, and, you know, he was very young. So randomly one day he just said A-Day, 
And especially finding your passion so early in life, um, I mean, you have a lot of talent, and so sky's the limit for you. Just stay away from, to stay away from drugs and and and, and bad people, man. That's like the it's like the easy <laughs> surprise. It's like not a complicated, you know what I mean? <laughs> it's a pretty. Yes. It's, it, 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 Being an artist, how do you seclude? How do you like stay a homebody and also network? Like, how do you do both? Yeah, well, I mean, you can actually network, especially nowadays. It's a lot easier to network at the, from the house. But you do got to get out, you know, you got to get out and especially perform and um, and meet people, too, in person. Because it's one thing to network through social media, but it's it's another thing. Like, a lot of, let me, let me tell you a quick story, like, how I networked, and I, I'm pretty successful. Um, I actually used to be a boxing mixed martial arts writer, and then I founded my own website because I didn't like the way I was treated. I didn't like the way a lot of the other writers in the field weren't being paid fairly. And I was one day, I was like, you know what, I can... I'll start my own darn uh, boxing mixed martial arts website, and I'll build that thing, and I'll pay writers a lot better. And I actually succeeded at doing that, and I got a lot of advertisers. This is back before social media was really a big thing, so I was able to get like fight promoters to pay me to advertise their companies on my website, and I built it to where I had like twelve writers, and I was paying all of them. You know, that's was, beautiful. Yep, yeah, it was it was great. And then social media happened, and that's what really did me in, um, because basically all those advertisers were like, well, why should we pay Brad to advertise when we can just amass our own following on social media? So that was pretty much the end of it. And it wasn't just me. A lot of the websites kind of went, took a hit after social media. Um, but but what my point, what I'm getting to is, Throughout those years of that success, like we would get press credentials and we would go to like the biggest pay-per-view fights because um, we had a my, my website had a lot of a lot of views, man. We were getting like 10, 15 million views a month. Um, it was big. It was big, I and mean, we had the biggest names, biggest fighters coming on to our um, podcast show, our interviews, and all that stuff. So once the once we decided we had to close shop because we couldn't afford to pay writers anymore because we lost a lot of our our advertisers because of social media, but I networked the hell out of those years because I would meet these like VIPs, managers, producers, champion fighters, all the front row seats. Because don't forget, we used to get press credentials, so I would get ringside tickets to cover these fights. Nice. Yeah, so I would meet like managers, like really famous managers, producers. I uh, ran into Pharrell Williams one time at, at one of these boxing matches, and, and I, I was like five seats from P. Diddy one time. Didn't get to talk to him much because his bodyguards were like 18 feet tall. But I was like close enough. I could have hit him with my piece of popcorn. He was like five five chairs away. you know. But my point is I networked the hell out of those years, man. And I got my, my, my Rolodex was filling up, man. And so that helped me greatly when I started my podcast show. Because I already had like a, a lot of good connects from those years of networking when I was doing the boxing mixed martial arts thing. So that's what you need to be doing too. Is like follow producers, find like go online, like like on Twitter. Twitter is a pretty good platform to use. Instagram is really good, and find find like successful producers and follow them. And then every so often, and you got to find a happy medium here. You don't want to flood them all the time by tagging them, because you know, a lot of times they just block you, whatever. But occasionally, tag them and send them something that you've written, because you never know, man. They may have a, a movie coming up that they're doing, or 
and they might hear one of your songs and say, yo, man, that would fit. Who is this Who is this girl? You know what I'm saying? So so I would use that social media if I were you and, and, and just tag, I don't know, man, just pick five or six really good producers that you like and um, and even musicians. We got a kid locally here where I live in um, Jackson, Mississippi. He's 15 years old. He got discovered by Justin Bieber, and now now he's got a record contract. He's 15. You know? Beautiful. Yeah, man. Beautiful. Anyway, didn't mean to go off on my soapbox there on you. Um, I'm not you're good. <laughs> um, all right, so before I let you tell everybody where they can follow you and get your music, I want to make sure we didn't forget nothing. So is there any songs, singles that we didn't talk about that you want to get out there before we wrap it up? Uh, voice memos, that's definitely the one. I am in love with the project. I had so much fun recording it, mixing it, getting it out there, shooting the videos. Definitely more videos coming. Yeah, that that's what I want the attention to go to. I'm in love with this project. Now, how many songs are on voice memos? Uh, six, I think. Okay. <laughs> yep. So you, are you planning on dropping some more singles out of it? I am going to definitely try to get as many videos that I can, you know, with my schedule out from just that alone. And I do have a couple of songs that I am working on. Okay. Just, you know, letting everything flow naturally. And I'll get videos out for those, too. I have one more piece of advice for you if you want to hear it. Oh, yeah. And it's for free. No charge. <laughs> research, research college radio stations. College radio stations. Right. So, several years back, I had a guy named Brad Arnold on my show, and he's the lead singer of a rock band called Three Doors Down, and they're very successful. They sold millions and millions of records. Um, I know him. Yep. So he told me that one of the things they did to get their song out there, they had a song called Kryptonite. It went it went number one in the country once it hit um, back in the nineties, but he and his, his other guy in the group, they were having trouble getting mainstream radio stations to play because they weren't a signed act. They were independent still. They didn't have any record deals, so they were having a lot of trouble getting radio stations to play their song. So what they did is they started hitting up colleges. They researched colleges that had radio stations. And because a lot of colleges have music programs like where people are like DJs and they have the radio station. And they started doing that, and they started submitting their song to these college stations. And the college stations, it's a lot easier to get your stuff spun in college radio stations than it is mainstream radio. So that's what they did. They hit the whole southeast. They pounded on doors, and they got their song played by, like, several colleges. So sooner or later, the mainstream radio stations like, who are these guys three doors down? And their song is, like, everywhere and kind of like all over the college scene. And that's how they did it. They broke, they broke through, and they got a huge record deal. So research in your area, you said you're in Detroit, so I would just research Michigan colleges and see which ones have radio stations and go to them and see if you can pitch your music and see if you can get some spins from these college stations out there and just take it from there. That is beautiful advice. Thank you. I definitely have been looking for, you know, more more connections to making just DJs, people to get my music heard, period. Yep. You know, I know that the TikTok wave is such a thing, but there's so many things, so many resources that are yeah. closer or tangible, and yep. that's definitely great advice. Yeah, you got to think outside yeah. the box. You know, and the thing is, like, you know how college students are. They, well, they love music. College, college 
I remember my college years, and you love music, right? So, yes. you get people, you get college students who start talking about you if they hear your song while they're in school, at lunch break or whatever. And then the word of mouth spreads, and that can even help you on your ground game, too. If you start like getting like four or five colleges and even more playing your music, you'll sell more tickets to your shows, too. See what I'm saying? So. So there you go. So I'm going to give you an opportunity to tell everybody where they can get your music and follow you. If you have a website, go ahead and uh, the mic's yours. <laughs> I am on all social platforms as A Day Hendrix. That's A D A Y Hendrix. I'm on Spotify, Apple, Tidal, YouTube, Red, whatever you got, it's on there. A Day Hendrix. There it is, folks. All right. Well, look, I enjoyed talking to you. You're very talented. And um, you. when you got some new stuff you want to talk about, just let us know. We'd love to get you back on the show. Beautiful. Thank you so much for having me. You're very welcome. Take care. Be safe. You too.